Sorry. He did a lot of things with that Golden Glove award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one wants it now. That Golden Glove's pregnant right now, I think. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back. We are the Vassals of Kingsgrave and we're here today with our final edition of World Cup Fever Soccer Cast. I'm your host, Pops, or Noah in real life, and I am joined by my two stalwarts, Bing and Bina. Hello guys. Hello. Hey, happy new year. Um, no, do not adjust your uh, calendars. This is the new year. And we are just a little bit uh, behind schedule. Um, I think we can, we're allowed to be excused, given we've never had a World Cup at Christmas before. <laughs> um, and I'm sure everyone's been busy uh, with family and holiday stuff. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah and Happy New Year. And I mean, I think we left off at the semifinals. Um yeah. Which we can we can skip we can skim over very lightly. I think they're worth mentioning, given um, our favourites Morocco went out. Um, <laughs> Which, in retrospect, feels so like one of those predictions you make when you're in World Cup fever and you're swept up in the momentum of an underdog team. And like looking back on it now, what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, it was so straightforward in the end. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It really was. A, I was just in a pessimistic mode and thinking it was just going to be the same final once again. Yeah. Uh, I didn't predict Morocco. I think I predicted Just comprehensively yeah. outclassed. <laughs> I mean, they didn't. They their their uh, their clean sheet record and no conceding goals lasted five minutes. Yeah. Both semifinals um, were extremely straightforward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, really, this the only thing to talk about in both games is that one in the Croatia game, Messi was insane. Mm. Uh, that third goal—I don't know if you guys remember that third goal in which he walked past the best defender in the entire tournament, Guardiola. Uh, yeah, and then two, two, two them passed to Julian Alvarez. That was uh, that was one of the goals of the tournaments to me. Yeah, he showed his quality. In the words of Faramir, um, it was beautiful. It was absolutely insane. Um, and friends. Well, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, go ahead. It was in he it was uh I was just gonna say he walked past the, the best defender of the tournament and also left some egg on your face. Cause every podcast all I remember is Guardiol, Guardiol, Guardiol. <laughs> but he's a he's a sensational player. Mm. Um doesn't make Guardiol any less good of a defender. Is no, he... no, 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 no. Yeah, he's the best, and I think that's okay, <laughs> right? I mean to be out class, that's why we watch World Cups to see the best against the best. Well, what can you even do at that moment against Messi? Yeah, there's no you foul him and give, Yeah, you foul him again to, to give away a penalty, or you let him do with that. There's not yeah. much you can do. Look, I think it comes down to what we said, at, I think, at the preview cast, which is Messi's, you know, the best of his generation, arguably one of the best of all time. And it was, a, it was genuinely, I think, fitting to see him raise the World Cup. And it, it kind of, like, in retrospect, it feels like it just had to be. Hmm. I'm sure Kylian Mbappe has other views. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it because I, I have some, I have some thoughts on all of that. But um, I mean, I think we'd be, we wouldn't be doing a very good job if we didn't mention Julian Alvarez in that game, mm. um, who was on just, he was in, incredible, um, and it's thoroughly terrifying to think Manchester City have the Terminator and the Terminator Junior. Uh, lining up for them, you know, we're we're all hoping Haaland gets injured, but actually Julian Alvarez is not is not a poor replacement. Um, Alvarez compared, oh, I mean, Alvarez compared to like the previous iterations of various great Argentinian strikers like Higuain, Martinez, the the even the Agueros. Alvarez mm. is actually not as talented as any of those guys. At least not yet. He's only twenty two, so who knows where he, where he'll be in the three or four years. What Alvarez has is just the, the guy is just determined, right? Yeah, tenacious. I was gonna yeah. say the, that go against Croatia. He just it was it was it was he, there was not a lot of a lot of guile, not a lot of skills. He just ran the entire pitch and and forced <laughs> forced his way. He's gonna score. It's, nobody's gonna stop him. He's just gonna barge barge his way through everybody. And that's a, that that in itself is actually much more important than like. 
being someone, someone like Higuain, who can has a lot of who has a lot of some a lot of massive tricks, but can't finish. <laughs> Higuain famously flops flubs his lines in, in important spots. You and Alvarez, complete opposite. So yeah, I'm just I'm watching it again. He just he just picks it up and he's off. Yeah, it's not a, like he didn't dribble past anybody. He just ran straight through people. Uh, as a man who struggles on a football pitch, running in a straight line with a football is hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of it takes determination. I think he's just a much more determined player. And he's a much better team player with Messi. You don't need someone who's super skilled who can do all sorts of things in that position for Argentina. You just need a guy who can complement Nalo Messi. Absolutely. So yeah, Argentina. I mean, that's that. Anything more to say on France or Morocco? Or can we get into the greatest game in the history of world football? Just very quickly, Morocco did very well in this tournament. It's just... They, 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 again, I think I mentioned in the previous podcast, and I don't know how I remembered this because I didn't watch all, <laughs> listen to any of our previous episodes. Uh, but I think I mentioned that m- the margin of error for a team like Morocco is the further and further you get, it gets in there. Yeah, it was not impossible that they couldn't have beaten France. It was just, it was just, they they needed to take play perfectly defensively and nick one chance, and they couldn't do it. They made immediately made a mistake at the beginning of the game, and then they were just chasing uphill the entire time. I think they got altitude sickness. I think that's hence that mistake early on. I think, I think yeah. I, I, anyway, yeah, let's get to the final, which was epic. Is this the best final you've ever watched? Is it the best final there's ever been? Probably because a lot of final games are actually pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. I think this is definitely the best one I remember in my life. Uh, I'm trying to recall. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. I know. I mean, obviously, I'm only 21 years old, so there's been very few, but... Um, I think the last one I recall is four. I barely recall that one. That one was boring as hell. That was zero zero penalties. They're often boring as hell. Yeah, ninety eight wasn't good because France ruffled stump versus Brazil because Ronaldo was out sick. Two thousand two wasn't good because that German team was. Um, two thousand six was infamous. This <laughs> <laughs> is Zidane uh, headbutt or cub. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, 2010 was also fun, infamous. Fun for all the wrong reasons, though, whereas yeah. this was fun for the right reasons, which was right. football. Yeah, 2010 was infamous because of Xavi Alonso getting getting body kicked. <laughs> it's yeah, the finals tend to be pretty bad games, except for this one was actually that was this is some wild because people. both sides wanted it so hard. They mm. both had iconic players. You know, Messi, arguably the best player of his generation. Mbappe, one of the best players of his generation, they never gave up. They 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 put everything onto the pitch. I mean, it was the fight was phenomenal, and it was just. I remember watching. We were just watching it. It's like every twist and turn. It's like, oh my god, like this is epic. Um, it was brilliant. I mean, I mean, let's not let's not uh, lest we forget. It was all Argentina in that first half. It was a totally dominant performance from Argentina 2-0 up at the break yeah 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 um i they they were they were running away with it and it looked i mean this is why this game is so fantastic because because of those twists and turns because it just you, you know you would not have believed watching that first half that it would have gone to penalties that mbappe would have scored a hat trick and obviously everything that followed it was i think that's the thing in football some people who don't who maybe don't appreciate it, then think it's boring or, or something like that. You know, a lot of football is, you know, keeping the shape, tight passing, marking your man and focus and concentration. But it's it's in these little moments and it's it's it how how one thing can hinge and just flip a game on its head. You know, we're going into the 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 last fifteen minutes of the game, Argentina two 0 up. France have been knocking at the door but not quite getting anywhere. Um, and then Mbappe scores and it just bedlam, bedlam. I remember I was at a pub and just, I don't know where all these French people came from, but they just popped out of the woodwork and were screaming, singing LA, LA, LA. It was, it was exceptional. Not, not that I would have wanted to be in Qatar, but the atmosphere in the stadium must have been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I think the, the the tactical battle of that game is really fantastic because yeah. at the beginning of the game, Argentina was won the tactical battle straight out of the gate. Uh, the Scaloni made a key change in putting in Angel Di Maria, who tortured France down the down the right hand side. Uh, France is that's a very shrewd move because 
Scaloni recognized, hey, France, you don't have a real right back. You have a center back masquerading as a right back. And he has a tendency to pull into the middle, which meant that when he when, when Jules Conde does that, Di Maria is going one-on-one against Dembele, who doesn't know how to defend. And that's that's the first goal. Dembele just being dumb and conceding a penalty. Uh, and the second goal was just a, just a brilliant counterattack. Um, which was finished off by once again Di Maria. Um, it was it was all Argentina, and but then Desham credit to that guy. He made yeah. a change before halftime, switching yeah. off two of his players, two of his best players this entire tournament. Uh, well, okay, Dembele, not really, but definitely um, Olivier Giroud, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took mm-hmm. him off. Gary Selgate never does this, right? He made one sub in your game against France. Yeah, only that, one, that, and it was in the 89th minute or whatever. Right. It was 92nd. The, the the recognition that it's not going it's not going right. You know what? Screw ego. Screw whatever. I love Olivier Giroud, but he's not working out. I have to pull him off. I need movement. I need to change the shape. I need some forwards that can actually defend on the down the right line and switch on two guys who weren't even on the roster in before when they when they were picking initially picking the players in, in Turam and Kolovani. You need that sort of decisive of coaching, and then that sort of eventually led to the second half in which Galoni was too late in making changes. Desham was even made another change to switch off Griezmann, another one of his best players in this tournament. It's like it's not working. I need more. It's just that's what you need, and that's that's what eventually flipped the script for for France. Yeah, totally right. It's, I mean, it's so ballsy, so ballsy. But you're completely right. I mean, it is the World Cup final. You have everything to play for. Fair play to him because it actually it worked. It came off, you know that that little switch. I'm just looking at the t- the the timestamp for it now. Forty first minute. Yeah. So he didn't even he could have just waited. You know, well it was the World Cup, so there have been seven added minutes uh, but, regardless. I mean, but yes, yeah, so you're wasting ten minutes, then aren't you? Play in a World Cup, you can't do that. You've got to act. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I actually I love that hunger that. that le- yeah, it's a hunger, but it's also it's a it's it's a respect for the game because yes, football can be a slow game, but you have two minutes left. You have two minutes of added time. Everything can change. So much can change, as we saw in this game. Mm. You know, Mbappe Mbappe leveled the game out in the space of two minutes in this game. Incredible, and he obviously he he gave them the hairdryer treatment at half time. Although I'm not sure. <laughs> I I don't know if Deschamps is a uh, is more of an arsen, just kind of. You know, passive aggressive, maybe staring everyone down in the dressing room, or or like you have the... disappointed me, rather than like shouting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than the their Sir Alex Ferguson, where you know you're going to chuck a chuck a boot at David Beckham's head, and he's going to need stitches. <laughs> he's 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 more of a man manager. He's he, he's a he's a guy who's you know friendly with all his players. Everybody loves him. But you know what? He 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 was decisive. Um, Kylian Mbappe didn't do anything for like 70 minutes of this game, but just give him that one single chance, right? The first, first goal was a penalty, which Argentina, as well as they've played throughout this entire tournament, what has been the reoccurring theme, the defense is bad. <laughs> the defense is, is not good enough to just completely shut a team down. When they start, when the other teams make switches and start putting pressure on them, they start caving in. It happened even against Australia. It happened against the Netherlands. With Croatia, they managed to hold things, but then against France, it happened again. Um, there was the penalty was just a long ball in which the, the French forward was faster and forced Otamendi into a bad to make a bad decision. The second goal was just killing Mbappe being unreal. Yeah, yeah, I'm rewatching it now. Uh, just incredible. I mean, Argentina, they they took their foot off the gas. They thought it was done. I mean, he brings off Di Maria for Acuna to you know shore up the game see it out in the 64th minute and how wrong how wrong they were scaloni i think that's the problem he, he was he, he's a good coach he started the right he made the right uh changes at the beginning of the game but he was too slow to react when france changed their shape and he's trying to just okay just keep going keep going hold on hold on but it's hard um but it ended up 2-2 right and then we got yeah, 2-2 extra time. which means extra time and uh it I mean, the intensity didn't really, they didn't look tired. <laughs> um, I guess when you have that, that prize to play for, it, it just gives you something else. The adrenaline, Messi was just running. keep going. Messi was he running. He was running, I know. And he ran very hard to score that, the, the third goal, uh, which was a tap-in. Yeah, but... he was hovering, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But you need to get that. He was lurking. 
it had to be. Argentina really took the. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just having another look at the penalties. Right. Just to see if we can uh, we can There's cast any doubt on that. There's three of them. The first one for Argentina was a little bit soft, you could argue, but French players didn't even complain that much. Dembele was just dumb. Uh, I've seen those sort of penalties given recently. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, to be fair, it's a classic Di Maria penalty. You know, he can feel the defender on the back of his uh, on the back of his neck, and he goes down. Sure, he touched him, so you know <laughs> they're gonna call us. <laughs> uh, the second, the, the, the second penalty is straightforward. And yeah, very straightforward. Uh, and the third one was a handball. Uh, I don't know what a handball is anymore. <laughs> Uh, what what, what leads to penalties, what doesn't lead to penalties, but he hit his hand, he raised it in a sort of manner of trying to maybe trying to block it, I don't know, Uh, but it's a handball, so I guess, I guess it's a penalty. (laughs) The penalties are penalties, I think, it's just, I think the referee, when I came into the job, I think there were some French complaints about it, and then the referee actually took out a videos of some plays to show why he's actually correct to the French fans, so that's cool. Yeah, we re- we really need some unity on on rules now that VAR's in play. It, I mean, the goalposts have changed and they're moving constantly. I mean, just speaking from a Premier League perspective, they've already mid-season changed changed the rules on handballs and penalties and when VAR are gonna uh, interject. It's just it's, it's, it's really crazy. You just don't get this on other in other sports. When we had third umpires introduced into cricket, we never had this kind of monkeying about. Um, the other example I'd give is in the FA Cup round that we just played last weekend. Obviously, there are some smaller league stadiums that don't have the capability for VAR. So you don't have VAR for those matches, but you do have it for other matches in stadiums that are bigger and have it. And I'm like, surely there should be consistency about all matches, if not in the whole tournament, then at least in the same round. It's exactly for me. It's 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 how it's used within the match, but also which match it's used. And I've, I've you know, somebody who watches a fair amount of tennis and cricket. I this just seems so incompetent and so damaging to the game <laughs> and to people's understanding of the game. Like if you were say you're a young Australian or American who doesn't watch a lot of soccer, but has decided to tune in for a big match in the World Cup and was just trying to like pick up the rules and have some enjoyment at the game. You're all at sea, aren't you? I mean, it's so damaging to the take-up of the sport. It pisses me off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think they've, they've found... I think offsides have found a bit of a balance. Um, I mean, it really frustrates me when they pull it back and they say, oh, in the phase of play, you know, six passes ago, this bloke was offside. But I think they, they, they've gotten a bit better with the offside decisions. But it is it is penalties that is just what are we looking for and what what is the criteria for a penalty? They're making it up as they go along, which is the honest truth. Um, and I actually think this World Cup was pretty well officiated by and large, but without that clear cut, you know, clear the, the clearly defined set of rules to fall back on, these officials are going to get things wrong. Um, anyway, we digress. Um, but back to uh, back to back to the game at hand. I mean, we had we had Messi take him out in front and and Killian take us to penalties for his hat trick. Um, only the second player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final, I believe. Yes. Um, can you name who is the other person? Pele. Wasn't it Pele? It is it Pele is or Mar- Pele. Maradona? It's not Maradona. Um... Actually, didn't someone score a hat trick in the World Cup final that we won, the 1966? It is Jeff Hurst, correct? Yeah, it's Jeff Hurst. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That one now. Three lines Uh, on the shirt. There you go. Happy days. (laughs) That's why I don't know. I don't care about English football. (laughs) Back when it came home. Blasphemy. Oh, dear. There you go. Clearly the greatest footballer of all time. You may proceed. Sure. Uh, Lloris, I'm sorry, Hugo Lloris, you're 35 years old. At some point in your career, you have to learn how to save a penalty. <laughs> That's so hard. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the tournament, isn't he? I mean, he's not the best, but he's pretty good. One of the best. Regular. I mean, on paper, it's... would you not have thought he'd be better than Amy Martinez? Uh, no, because I have watched both of those keepers play. In those positions, <laughs> I know that Hugo Lloris suck at penalties. I know Emilio yeah. for some reason, turned into God. 
Yeah, he is he is the only goalkeeper since David Seaman to save a penalty for us. Oh no, sorry. We had Jens Lehmann save that famous penalty for us. But yeah. yeah. Uh, a goalkeeper that we wouldn't play in our first team at Arsenal. Hilarious. Oh, He's I mean, well, there's there's many yeah, mitigating better. factors. <laughs> but How do you guys feel about the, the shithousery? Like the just, you know, rolling the ball out completely away from the guy who's coming up like the sort of the, the mind games he was playing because some people are like oh it's not sportsmanlike and i was like yeah but it's hilarious it's a world cup <laughs> final i mean <laughs> all bets are off uh, that specifically was a yellow card he was given yellow I, card i did think that was funny though <laughs> yeah so that was i guess against the rules so he was penalized for that um I'm, I'm 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 with you on that to be honest i when we covered the uh the Argentina Netherlands game, you know, I wasn't a fan of of the Argentinian team, you know, getting in their face or whatever, despite them both being equal sets of cunts. Um, <laughs> it it was. I'm, I'm actually gone. I've gone for the 180 because you know it's, it's all about you know you shake you shake you shake their hand at the end of the game and you know you say the right things or whatever. But when you're in that, it is you're completely right. It's the freaking World Cup. You know, I think there you was a take... subtle difference, though. The Argentina-Netherlands match was just ugly. It was just ugly. <laughs> whereas, whereas what Emi Martinez did on the penalties was just funny. And I think that, you know, I don't mind shithousery when it's witty. I, I thought, just thought it was hilarious. It was just mischievous. But I'm with you. I mean, it is a World Cup. You're going to take it. To, you're going to drive to the line, right? It's like Formula One. You're going you're gonna to go for the gap. You're going to go for it. And, you know, you have one chance. So I didn't like the way in which the Argentina Netherlands match was played, um, but I did like the way these penalties went down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Netherlands were doing their own shit. Like that's how the the uh, what's his name Dumfries Dumfries got his the only red card in that game, which is he was hassling the penalty kickers as they were walking towards the goal. Yeah, um, to, to, which is another yeah, which is it's another gamesmanship. <laughs> Yeah, both of the sides in that match could handle themselves and got what they asked for and gave what they gave. You know, sure. I mean, there were but, no there were no innocent little victims in that match. So ultimately, if you're this, the the extracurricular activities of Martinez and the like, that stuff has always happened for certain in, 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 for certain players. Remember Jersey Dudek likes to do his weird jelly leg thing when he was playing for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of goalies have played all sorts of tricks. At the end of the day, you just—it's still the same outcome, right? You still just need to score. Um, it's a, yeah, yeah. We we hate it when it's against us. When it goes right for us, we love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, and that and that it's by by design. If put it this way, if it wasn't winding you up, they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. I think Martinez, he has a lot of experience doing this, this or specifically this sort of stuff. Unfortunately, the French players, by the time we get to the end of the game, which Deshaun rightly made the changes that he did. But the problem is, by the time we get to penalties, the guys he want he would want to take penalties, they're all switched off. Giroud wasn't there, Griezmann wasn't there, and they can't take pen- they cannot take penalties. He has to rely on a mm. bunch of guys like Shuameni, who's a great player, never never p- been put into that position. Just yeah, he he, he took a page out of Southgate's book and uh, sure. mucked up the penalties on that one, didn't he? Well, I mean, he didn't. I don't think he had a choice. Uh, there wasn't just not that many players left that he could trust to score penalties. Mbappe was the first. No, he scored. Mbappe was the first. I, I, I don't know what this thing is about the leaving your best player till the last spot kick. So I was really glad that Mbappe took the first kick because it. Duh. I would say the first is hardest. The first and is it the sets most important. The bar. Yeah, it's the most yeah. important one. When Brazil was, let's just put it this way, Brazil was fucking around, uh, not putting Neymar first, mm-hmm. and exactly. they got what they, they they got what they deserved. Both Argentina and France, they recognized. No, Messi's going first. Mbappe is going first. Doesn't we'll worry about the later ones when when we get to those. You're not even going to Neymar didn't even get a chance to, to shoot a penalty. Yeah, I've never understood that bollocks. I mean, like to me, it's like the batting order in cricket. You put your best people up first. You it could be over by the fifth one. So it's probably mm-hmm. always strongest first. And and so often it was in this tournament. Mm. And it is it. It's just such a mountain to climb if you miss the first one. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah, absolutely. 
and that's good experience. But ultimately, the Argentina, they have so much experience at that specific position. France, not so much. Or at least those specific French players, not so much. Mm. After Mbappe. So, and, that, and again, your, your Hugo Ruiz, for some reason, just cannot make a save whatsoever. <laughs> even, even once that I fought, yeah, he should have a chance there. No, nope, nope. Couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, Argentina scored every single every single one. France missed two, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep. one was the cringiest moment for you after the game? Was it first the Emmy Martinez thing? Gesture? No, I fucking his... loved it. I loved that. That wasn't cringy. So that's good. The most cringy moment was Emmanuel Macron, the little the little cunt. Oh yeah. Trying to fucking like neck wrestle Mbappe to make himself look like Oh, I'm the big man, I'm the president, I'm comforting this national hero. And he wants nothing to do with you, Macron, you toady. He wants to just die. He's just lost a World Cup. Let him go. The guy was like, oh, I had him in a headlock at one point. What oh, is he saying? Who gives a shit? Mbappe certainly it's, did not give a shit. <laughs> it was just embarrassing. <laughs> just you've embarrassed yourself, mate. Go home. Why is he even there? Why? Anyway, it's going to nominate Salt Bay showing up randomly <laughs> uh, during the Argentina celebration. Um, I did not recognize who that person, gentleman, was. He's, he's not a gentleman, he's getting right. investigated, isn't he, for security? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I was like, who the hell is that? Until I go, went back eventually. So, oh, that's Salt Bay, the random meme guy. <laughs> you know what? In years to come, you know, like when the, the future Edward Gibbon writes decline and fall of like the Roman Empire, it's decline and fall of like the American Empire, whatever it is. They will cite the emergence of Salt Bay as, as the ultimate peak era of greed and excess and capitalism eating itself. The fact that that guy exists. He, he is everything that's wrong with civilization, just summarized in one cunt. He really is. <laughs> These restaurants, he has restaurants in London, right? I don't know how if he, like, his food actually tastes good or whatever. The only Maybe thing I know him. Maybe good. It's a steak, but who's, pay, who's paying fucking 60 grand for a steak? There's no one. No one with any sense. We're he's in the middle known of it. for an Instagram video. <laughs> he's he's, he's how... known for throwing salt at a steak and then selling it to you for sixty grand. It's just insane. It's it's not right. And I and I am a greedy capitalist bastard. But even I know there are limits, and and he is the limit. And here he is in a final. I've been, so the, the story circulating. Apparently, mm. Jenny Infantino, FIFA president, is good friends of Salt Bay. Of course, he that's, is. And that's but how the only people way. who can afford to eat in Salt Bay's restaurants yeah, are of members of the FIFA executive committee. And to be fair, Lionel Messi as well. Messi, com- Messi comes from Argentina. Messi eats good steak. He knows you don't have to pay 60 grand for it. Oh, he did, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I don't think Messi also remembered who Salt Bay was when he was celebrating with his family. When this, this guy randomly comes up and demands him to take selfies with him. It's. Yeah, I think the game itself was a fantastic game one of the, and, and a great showcase of what this sport is capable of. All the extra stuff that happened after the game, it reminds you once again, this is a World Cup in Qatar. Mm. A, I'm looking that, here, shocking moments of the of the tournament. Yeah. What, what is Ronaldo eating? <laughs> Have you seen this? What? Have you seen this video? No, send us it. He's rummaging around in his bollocks and he is pulls it, something he, out he, and eats was it. Was it written in his cock cushion? I'm obsessed with cock cushions now. Okay. Good to know. I mean, <laughs> it's the Prince Harry autobiography thing, sorry. I know, I know. I didn't make Unfortunately, this up. we've been showered with that. <laughs> So what's he, what's he eating then? Have you got? Can you share a picture or something? Yeah, I'm gonna put it into the chat now. Put it into the chat. Is Ronaldo really the biggest loser of the tournament? Even more so than Salt Bay. Even more so than Macron. Even more so than Infantino. There's also the 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 Bisht, the the Saudi Emir who comes up to Messi and put a cape on him. Well, he's Qatari, yeah. right? Presumably not Saudi. Oh yeah, sorry, Qatari. The, the Qatari and whatever. I was very angry about that. You know. El Diego would never have lifted the trophy wearing another country's ceremonial clothing. He'll regret that. I think Messi will regret that. And he took a choice. He took a choice. That's his boss. It's the bloke who owns PSG, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's absolutely not going to give two shits. Has- 
no mm. choice. This is everything he, I hate about the corruption. He is employed by that guy. <laughs> just horrible. Exactly as Pop says. Like, he is employed by that guy. And now, and now apparently Qatar wants to buy minority stakes in lots of big clubs in England. Including Tottenham and Hotspurs. Yeah. Neil, bow before your new, uh, your new Qatari overlords. Your new corrupt overlords. Oh. It's just so that- vomit-inducing. That's the last thing we need. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When Stan Kroenke looks like the fucking good guy in the Premier League, oh my God, what is the welcome to? Stan Kroenke. My hockey team just won a, won a Stanley Cup thanks to Stan Kroenke. Kroenke's awesome people. Terrific owners. The problem is, is we don't even deal with Stan Kroenke. We get Josh Kroenke. He's like the lesser Kroenke. Kroenke, even better. Love that guy. He's like, like the sort of cousin Greg of the Cronkies, isn't he? They just shipped him out to North London to get rid of him. He's love them. Thumbs go, up, Cronkies. Awesome people. <laughs> one and one, my hockey team is Danny Cup. Go, Cronkies, go. <laughs> hey, hey, look, mate, give it, give it four and a half months. I might be right there with you. Yeah, let's see. See? You, we'll know, see. you get it? You get it? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, yeah, we're, we're talking about the ceremony at the end. Obviously, Macron had to be up there and uh, get in the limelight. Uh, but the one man who I actually hate more than Macron is the allegedly ginger, but absolutely 100% confirmed uh, talking testicle that is Infantino. Yes. I don't know. He's, well, I don't know. Just, <laughs> he look, he's, he's a testicle. I mean, sure. not, not, every, not every bald person is a testicle. Some bald people... They rock it well. They look great. Fantastic. He is a testicle. Soft, squishy. <laughs> he's all sorts of things. So he claims. Yeah. Apparently he's, he's black. He's Qatari. He's gay. He's all sorts of things, according to him. Oh, God. Well, you know, people have the right to identify however they want to identify. Yeah, you know, sure. He identifies with literally everything. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking pick one, man. Uh, I mean... The sixth just on loves it. Yeah. He's so the, 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 the sorry, I interrupted. Thick uh, skin on the. I, I wanted to hear the end of that. <laughs> no, but I yeah, mean, to sit in a stadium where when the camera goes to people start booing and to just look completely <laughs> unperturbed. I mean, you've got to just have some front on you. There's an Indian word, a just like an adjective called deep. When you say, God, we know when people really are front, they're really fucking cheeky. They obviously, they could just brave it out and face it out. And you just think, where is your shame? You're shameless. That is the word. He's, he's just maybe all FIFA exec committee, but he I is. Was the just, they, they train it out of you at FIFA. Yeah. I mean, set Blatter in that documentary, not an ounce of remorse or huh? even acknowledgement of anything that he's done wrong. He thinks he's this, a saviour. Yeah, and that's what they all think. They all think they have they have achieved something incredible and done something miraculous and wonderful. Look, but look what I did uh, in Africa. Look what I did in South Africa. You know, they're like Prince Harry. They have they have fashioned a narrative, and in that narrative, yeah. I, think, I don't think the they narrative... are both victim and hero. And I don't think um, they, I don't think they even fashion narratives. I think they 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 they, they, they take money and then they the money. What to say? They're little suck puppets. I think that in Step own mind, he's the hero of his story. Suck made a movie about himself, so that's a completely sad. Yeah. Um, I think Infantino, uh, just, Infantino is just a weather vein in which a weather vein that gets paid to swing whichever way he wants to swing. A um, lot, a lot uh, of money. How much do you think Infantino makes a year? Legit and total. Legit, I mean, nobody knows because unless the FBI started investigating his bank account, his real salary. Yeah, annual report. Up. Yeah, in the annual report. Infantino made a total of just shy of three million Swiss francs in 2021. So that's not even that much money, really, to yeah. run an international organization. Yeah, but they're supposed to be non-profit, so they shouldn't earn a lot of money when he is. But, you know. <laughs> under under £16,000 of expenses. Somehow <laughs> I don't buy that. <laughs> so it's on their website, they're a non-profit. I, you know, I do the finance for my company. That's like a return flight to the USA first class. Yeah, exactly. Realistically. That's fuck all. That's fuck all. You know, you, you have a team offsite and you pay for the dinner for your team. I bet you I bet you FIFA executive committee has done dinners that cost more than that. He's definitely he's definitely bought bottles of champagne worth more than that. You take the FIFA executive committee to Salt Bay's restaurant, exactly. The bill's gonna come <laughs> to like 160. Oh, full circle. <laughs> 
Um, this is why Salt Bay is the decline of civilization because all roads lead to him. Everything is a circle and Salt Bay's in the center. I really don't want anything to lead to Salt Bay's restaurant. Ignoring all the FIFA stuff, I really want, don't want to talk about Ventino anymore. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, because no, like, that's completely fine. Let's focus on the fact we had some amazing football and it was amazing. Yeah. Let's end on a positive note. And it was there, fun. Yeah, it was a really it was cool a moment. Great tournament. I mean, it we was. were all skeptical. It was in winter. We didn't know what to make of it. We knew the whole thing was dodgy. But at the end of the day, there were some crazy results. It was amazing open tournament play. We saw, you know, some Asian teams go far, an African team go far. It surely this was everything you could want from a World Cup in terms of on on field play. I felt it just absolutely delivered. It was on the field, a lot of great games, a lot yeah. of goals. Most goals yeah. scored in a very long time, I believe, going all the way back to like eighties or something like that. Lots of upsets. That's good. We have a, a cool like regional darling that's not Qatar. Or, or like they like to Saudi Arabia, like Morocco. You guys can we can cheer for Morocco. Yeah, it's not definitely. Horrendously corrupt and dictatorship well, that's murdering people, laborers. Like we'll save in England. So. Sure. So yeah, can accept acceptable fun team to root for, right? Uh, yeah. Because cool players performing at their best. Yeah. And a beautiful overlap of generations. Like you still have the Modric's and the Messi's and yet you have the Mbappe's and the Saka's coming up through. It was just a beautiful snapshot of two generations of classy players all at the same time. Yeah. And, and I, I just thought it was beautiful. Absolutely. You, you, know, ultimate, you have the ultimate narrative of Messi winning the World Cup. Yeah. There's nothing not to like about this World Cup on on, on the field. Really, honestly. I think this was one of the best I can remember. Genuinely. At, and we didn't go out on penalties to Germany, so there's no residual trauma. I mean, sure, you lost to France. You're, yeah, you're even older rival, but I guess you accept you accept that. <laughs> penalties were still involved, but you know, it was. Uh... It's not the same hurt though as Germany and Argentina. Those are the ones that are relevant for footballing. Yeah, we were on the true. same side as France in the World Wars, Bing. They're, they're our friends. Are they? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but they were they were only our enemies for about five hundred years before that. <laughs> Most of which we were contending that we we owned them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we you know we've got a pretty good claim to that, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's let's let sleeping dogs lie. Uh, <laughs> Is the everything on the field? Most of most of everything on the field was great. Do you reckon everything off the field three, was bad? Do you reckon KC three ever when he's lying asleep with his head or falling asleep with his head on the pillow thinks, "Ah, oh, if only, if only great granddad hadn't lost the Nord Pas de Calais." Such a shame. I shall <laughs> never be king of France as well. <laughs> Do you think it still burns, like, the royal family? Do you think they still feel it? No, I think the royal family right now is trying to figure out what to, how to respond to spare. Oh, they're not going to respond at all. They, sure. they, will, nah. they will say absolutely SFA, and they will carry on as always. They survived, you know, many other scandals. They'll survive this one. They'll just say nothing. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, that's uh, a whole other podcast. Anyways, the football was great. Uh, What's the best goal for you guys? Entire tournament? Probably that Messi one in the um in the semi. I would go with the Messi assist in the uh, quarterfinal in the Netherlands. Oh, games. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good option. Yeah, that because that is that 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 assist legitimately broke my mind. It's like, how is that even possible? You can't. It, does Messi actually just superpowers? Like he has he 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 can he can print he can see into the future and somehow just place a pass where nobody else would even recognize. Yeah. But wait, like, who, I, who got the golden boot? That was Mbappe, right? It wasn't Messi. Uh, Mbappe. Mbappe got the, the most goal scored was Mbappe with eight, which is yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was gonna I was gonna run down the stats quickly. Um, yeah, if you wanted wanted to have a little guess, so obviously uh, we had yep, yeah, as Bing says, uh, eight goals Mbappe. So I'm I'll, I'll be completely honest. I am not gonna troll the internet looking if this is correct because some of these feel very wrong. Um, but Fox Sports is going to uh, give me the information for this. So, who had the most assists? Is it Messi? It was um, Harry Kane. Really? Oh, yeah, I suppose we, we had a few matches where we scored stupid quantities of goals, didn't we? It was Harry Kane with three assists. I think there were but, a bunch of oh, players. Tell a lie, tell a lie. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats now. Yeah, Messi, there were a bunch of players. Three. He had three, three. Perisic had three. And Bruno Fernandes had three. Okay. Uh, so 
Who got the goals after Mbappe? Who? Messi. Oh, another Gunnar. Maybe Giroud would be up there, I would guess. He got six. Alvarez got seven, apparently. Yeah. Really? Oh, no, sorry, four. Four, four, four. four. No, no. Yeah, no, I think the, the after. Yeah. So I know, I definitely know um, Mbappe got eight, Messi got seven. And everything. Yeah. Four. I would say probably, you've probably got Gakpo and Saka in the chasing pack. Uh, I think Gakpo has three, Saka has two. Correct. No, Saka, no, has Saka had three. Three. Rash- Rashford had three, which is even Rashford more surprising. Well, you put um, where's Where's Richarlison though? I mean, he must be Richarlison on three. Richarlison has three. Okay. Yeah. Maratta uh, had three. <laughs> That's the shocker. Uh, <laughs> and and the one we have failed to mention, Ener Valencia. Yeah, correct. Right? <laughs> Got it. Well done, sir. Well done, indeed. So who are we um, missing? Hot one. What about um? What's his face? Like you're that really young Portuguese guy who came on instead of Ronaldo. He also has to. He scored a hat trick in a single game. Of course he has to. Yeah, yeah. Bit like Saka. Love it. Ramos. Uh, <laughs> Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Spot on. Um. So if we look down, and we don't care who got the most clearances, Roman Sice, if anyone's counting. That makes sense. What? Uh, interceptions, Luka Modric. Oh, Chances cre- much. He's so classy. Yeah, I hope he he's around brilliant. for the Euros. Do you think he'll stick around for the Euros? I hope so. Uh, they said he will. Wow. Their coach said yes. Depends on what happens next season, but it's just only a season away, really. This season and next season. Well, he's he's joined with your mate, Bing Guardiola. Nine interceptions apiece. I don't know if he's my mate. Uh, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is very good. Totally agreed. Chances created. Lionel Messi, seventeen. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, who got the most cards? Who, who's the filthiest team of the tournament? Yeah, let's see who's it's filthy. I mean, either I Argent- it's, it's either the Dutch Argentina or the Argentinians, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only the possible. It's only possible. It's either, <laughs> there were barely any cards in any other game except eighteen. Oh, here you go. I've got it. And most cards: Netherlands one red and eleven yellows. Yeah. Then next Second. is actually Morocco, one red oh, and yellow. Oh. Then Cameroon, one red, seven yellows. Then Wales, the Boyos, one red, five yellows. And then Argentina, zero reds, but 17 yellows. Oh, Saudi, yeah. so Saudi total, 14. <laughs> right, I was thinking just total cards, but I guess yeah. there's, only, if there's reds. There's barely any reds. In this. Yeah, well, there's only four in the whole tournament. Yeah, and they, they like stand Saudi out. Arabia, fourteen yellows. That's hilarious. Well, well yeah, they. I mean, most of the game they're, they're defending, so. They just but they didn't go very far. Yeah, no, so that's like yeah. very high. It's a very high. We only got England's only got one yellow the whole tournament, which I'm really yeah. proud of. Well, you you barely had to foul people. Yeah, you, we, we got the barely Yeah, congratulations. Three, you won something. Three three games played Saudi Arabia, fourteen yellow. <laughs> <laughs> talent to fight the other teams any other that is so funny good for them good for them let's let's have a let's have a little gander more dribbles completed this is an easy one Killian yeah it's Mbappe right oh my god 27 and second is Messi with 21 this one doesn't sound right but I think it's just because they're showing me top spot clean sheets Clean sheets, like total number of games without conceding a goal. Well, Morocco, I guess. Mm. Oh, there's yeah, a few joint. Yeah. Jasmine Bono. Uh, Chesney? Chesney had two. No, 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 Chesney. Uh, it's not France. So it was sh- they conceded every single game except for the Morocco game. It was, it was showing Jordan Pickford uh, yeah, as Jordan the winner Pickford, of, of the Golden Glove. Oh, really? Wait, Golden winner uh, of the Golden Glove? No, no, Jordan Pickford did not win Golden no, that was um, that was Martinez. That was yeah. that was the, the you know. That's what sorry, you sorry. He did a lot of things with that Golden Glove award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one wants it now. <laughs> that Golden Glove's pregnant right now. I think. Um, when, uh, Pickford conceded two against Iran, none against none against Senegal, two against I mean, France. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Three, he had three punches. Yeah, Amy uh, Martinez, Livakovic. Uh, Liv- Liv- Okay, Levakovic. I think Levakovic should have won the Golden Glove over Martinez. And, and Allison. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense too. Most goals scored, team? Uh, as a team? Uh, France? Correct. Yes, um, France, okay. I was thinking whether it's England or not. Well, we didn't go far. Most sh- didn't go far enough and no penalties. Scored six against Iran, though. Most, most conceded? Uh, uh, has to be Iran. Oh, uh, no, no, Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Poor bastards. Uh... 
Yeah, four clean sheets, Morocco. Well done, lads. Well done. Hmm. So, um, before we end this, have either of you watched the video of Ronaldo eating something from his penis? I just didn't know. <laughs> you know what? I'll take you for the word that that happened. What it's if bizarre. I, Ronaldo eating. I'm just googling it now. See what comes up. Just I, I put it. I put it in the group. I put it in the group. It's number eight on the clickbait crap list. Some Twitter thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching it again. He's rummaging around in his shorts. Uh, he's really having a good rummage. Is he not? He pulls it out. Is he just playing with himself? Possibly, but then what does he put in his mouth and crunch? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, oh, you, you can never unsee does this. He, does he? Does he keep it in his in his little pouch? Has he is got it... extremely saggy testicles that he can hide <laughs> something in there, or does he have a very large foreskin? So many questions. It looks like he's got like a graham cracker or like a a, a cheddar what's it or something, doesn't it? It's just something quite small and crunchy. <laughs> got some Scooby snacks down there. Good for him. That is the weirdest video ever. <laughs> I mean, what a way to go out on the world stage, eh? Oh, I could have asked for a nicer man. He's now the pl- uh, playing for Al Nasser. Yes, he Saudi kept Arabia. his word. He kept his word. He had offers from everyone, but he kept his word. He is playing for some team that we've never heard of. Good for him. Uh, they're fine in Asia, you know. He always that's always he wants to play in Champions League. He gets to play in the Asian Champions League. Uh, it's the only thing he hasn't won. Except he also hasn't won a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Euro though. He does. Oh, he does yeah. a very uh, a very admirable Euro. He didn't play in that Euro final, but you know. Mm. Yeah, but I, I I think we can all safely agree. I mean, I I. I Probably was leaning more to Ronaldo before this tournament. Not in terms of likable. You know, I think they're all wankers. Uh, but undisputed greatest player is Lionel Messi. Yeah. Lionel. Absolutely. We should probably end uh, the podcast by just, you know, taking a moment. Rest in peace, Pele. Greatest yep. player of his generation. Maybe of all time. Certainly up there with, you know, I think people would say Pele, Maradona, Messi has something very, very special. So, Bergkamp. Yeah, but rest in peace, Pele. You gave us a lot of joy. So rest yeah. well, friend. Rest well. Unbelievable man. Mm. Unbelievable player. Arguably an, an even greater man than player. And people like Ronaldo should look should look at that. That's what people remember you for, for your talent, but also how you lived. Your playing career is but a small part, hopefully, of your overall life. So live well as well as play well. Words for us all, eh? Words for us all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Raise a glass to Pele. Oh. One of the greatest of all time. Farewell, mm. sir. Right. That seems like a good note to go out on. Remembering a great artist, despite all the political shit that goes on in football. That feels like a, a good place to end it on. Totally. I think I'm going to go watch a Pele compilation video now. Yeah. Bit of YouTube nostalgia. Love it. Go watch him dance. Dance through some defences. Absolutely. What is it? Oh, I love I love this saying, like a hot knife through butter. Oh, yes, oh. please, Pele. <laughs> that just came off as really like, um, that. what was that sketch? Oh, I'm losing my brain. You know the one I mean? Uh, oh, White House, you know, playing the men's sales assistants. Ooh. Oh, suits you, sir. Suits <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about anymore. <laughs> Deep cut, deep cut, deep cut, Brett. All right, my friends, have a lovely, lovely evening. Um, this has been a fun journey, and Bing, once again, your your footballing knowledge leaves me in awe. So, thank uh, you for guiding mm. us through this. I should be doing absolutely. It's been for all of your prep work. It's it's been a joy. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you all so much. I hope so too. I hope so too. We've ended on a giggle. We've had a. It's been a hell of a ride, and uh, now we can get back to the real football. Which maybe we can talk about in the next couple of weeks, depending on results. Yes. We need to yeah. talk about Blackburn Rovers' attempt to finally make a playoff. Gainers are either going to want to talk about the season a lot or not at all. And, you know, more will be known on Sunday evening, I think. Uh, I, I would even say, ask me in a month. Once we've played City, then I'll know. <laughs> you know, we can win. I mean, this is what I keep wanting to say to everyone. We can win the league without beating City. Don't say that. 
I mean, we... Leicester did do that, but we've already <laughs> lost to United. Mm. Like Leicester, Leicester won the league and they lost home and away to us, and we finished second. It's painful that Newcastle game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was unreal. I've not, you know, I've been going, I've been going all season, and we're the, the atmosphere is. I've never seen it. I've never heard it that passionate and that sort of. They want to pick, you know, we've gone down a couple of times and you want to pick the team up and, and cheer them on and push them on. And everyone feels like that. There's no more, none of this grumbling around the stadium. And it's... We are all in on the plan with El Cardillo. We've all bought into the Arteta vision, the players, us. I mean, it's there's it's unity. It's total unity from the top man down, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I, I, yeah to- totally. And, there's totally. Total... and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've only been Waterham. I've only been again for just over a year. This is how it should always be. Playing Waterham United. <laughs> anyway, onwards. Onwards for England. Amazing young squad. Onwards to the Euros. The march continues. The hope is alive. Say, our coach and our be- one of our best young talents is now feuding with each other, or specifically the young talent's dad, who oh ratted out that our coach committed domestic violence 30 years ago. Really? Oh, God. Who oh, yeah, among yeah. us? So, yeah, yeah. Gord Walter was dropped. Gio Reyna apparently. Gio Reyna was acted a bit like a cunt uh, during training during uh, during a World Cup, and then apparently, then then Gio Reyna's dad, Claudio, if you may remember, back in the day, played for Manchester City. Really, ratted on Berhalter, who his who was his close teammate, uh, about his. Uh, past indiscretion, shall we say? Oh, I think it's the most cunty episode of Vogue ever. I think it's Claudia Reyna <laughs> and his wife Danielle Reyna, who was also a former U.S. women's national team player. Wow, soccer is a very small, small circle in the U.S. Okay, mind you, David. I mean, all... Neko babies are everywhere. David Beckham's sons just sign up for Brentford, hasn't he? So yeah, so from yeah. Inter Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Back right. in Actually, like the most glorious, the most glorious thing I saw recently was um, Brentford shouting it. Who did they beat? Was it Liverpool that they embarrassed? Over yeah, there? yeah. And in fact, the fans were cheering. We're just a bus stop in Hounslow. These days, they're a Danish colony. <laughs> All right, then, my friends. <laughs> this has been a pleasure. Have a lovely evening. Oh, you too, and uh, we'll speak soon. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.